So, hey guys, this is Nadia. Nadia is a yoga instructor. She, um, we met through, I believe, Facebook, right? We met through Facebook. Um, and her, her message is just super positive. She's always talking about the good things and about healing yourself and becoming more aware and present. Um, and that just stuck out to me. So we started talking, connecting a little bit here and there. And um, since I do fitness coaching and in some form kind of like mindset coaching, uh, we decided that we should jump on a call and chat about um, maybe doing a collaboration on like the, on like health, you know, and um, yoga versus the fitness industry. And so we're just going to have a chat here. Uh, hopefully it'll go well. We're a little distracted because of the coronavirus stuff, but um, <laughs> yeah. So hi, Nadia. Hi and hi everyone. Thank you for organizing this, this conversation and I'm looking forward to what's, what's where is it going to lead us and you know how we can help and support people and I love sharing my knowledge about yoga I am completely obsessed because <laughs> yoga saved my life and um, I'm very protective over it and um, the information that I share about it is is, is not very common uh, because I like to I'm a person who like to understand the, the foundation the basic the mechanics of everything and I learned so much for the past nine years, and uh, and it's it's so life changing, everything changing. So thank you for organizing that. Yeah, um, that's what I've noticed. I've just um, you know even from knowing you from I don't even know it's only been like we've only been friends for like six months or something on Facebook, and so you see like little things here and there, little posts, and you're like oh, that resonates with me or that really like I completely agree with that or there's little things here and there that really kind of um, send off the right vibe. And uh, that's what I love about you and about what you do. Um, and hopefully I get to eventually learn more about what you do, at least in, in the yoga world. So, so let's jump into what is yoga for you? Um, yeah, let's start with that. What's, what's yoga for you, Nadia? <laughs> Oh gosh, thank you. It's um, it's, it's a nice, it's a, it's a lovely question. Last last week, actually, I ran a workshop about yoga, and what is what it actually means to me, and what it should mean to everyone else. Uh, so, uh, yoga uh, in Sanskrit means unity or connection. So, uh, yoga is not a physical exercise like majority of people think basically people when people hear word yoga they what they do straight away they just imagine uh, crazy poses uh, super flexible people strength exercise yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. and but, but yoga that that, that is not at all what yoga is so yoga is um is a way of life it's a mindset uh, yoga, as I said before, means unity and connection. So, so the whole purpose of yoga is to create balance uh, in your body, in your mind, uh, in in your spirit, in, the, in your spiritual life as well. So, it's not only strengthening strengthening on a physical level, but it also creates uh, health, inner health, inner strength, and basically makes you realize how powerful you are, and just fix. It fixes um, our conditioning. It fixes our egoic tension, and it makes you who you're supposed to be, basically. So it has a it's a it's a beautiful practice, very deep practice. Yeah, 
So wait, who are we supposed to be? If you know, please tell me, because I still don't know yet. <laughs> ah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting question, because, you know, we all have our own uniqueness. We are our own paths. Do you believe in, uh, have you heard of light workers? Yeah. So um, I believe, the, obviously, I think we, we chatted about this last time. I don't remember. But there's uh, a lot of people that are light workers uh, in the world. And so light workers are beings that are sent here to, to help uh, shift the consciousness of the world and just help and support people. So a lot of us are just here to, to help each other, to, to raise the vibration, uh, just to guide others into, you know, a better life, better uh better being and a lot of us probably you are because we connected so we must maybe our paths are similar and we are here just to help others in some ways you are you are helping others in a in a physical way in a physical way and mindset and just motivating and inspiring people to look after the body and health and uh, it's so deeply needed now because people don't believe they can heal themselves or they don't need they don't look after their bodies enough, as mm. you probably did all the time. Maybe not in Hawaii. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, yeah, obviously, working in fitness, people want to get in shape and they want to change their physical body and they want to look good. Um, and I think we do this a lot. Everybody does this, but we think we want one thing when really we want something more. For example, um, like, my clients will come on, they're like, I want to have a better body. I don't feel good about myself, but the feel good about yourself is what they really want. I mean, we could care less. If you were like completely fulfilled or happy in your life, then it wouldn't matter what your, you know, your body looks like. It would matter more so about how you felt, how you interacted with other people, what you can give, or like your energy levels at work or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's interesting too, because I didn't even know when I first heard of yoga, I thought it was some like weird, either spiritual practice or physical practice, but I didn't know what it really, it really was. And I'm definitely not an expert. That's why you're here on the call so that I can learn more about it. Um, but uh, it's just so interesting that there's so many like deep aspects that are completely intertwining. Like it feels like it's impossible to go to the gym and have a workout and it be completely a physical experience. Um, for me. And I know that that's true yoga as well. When you're stretching and stuff, there's so much like stuff that comes up um, when you get into a deep stretch or you have to work really hard. And it's a lot of stuff that's not physical, but more like emotional and maybe even in some aspects spiritual, you know? 100%. Everything that you just said, it, it's very true because um, uh, yoga is connection and obviously we're connecting on emotional, physical, mental and spiritual level when we practice. And um, it's um, a, a lot of things comes up exactly as you said. So when you stretch, the, the farther you stretch, the more uh, feelings and thoughts uh, are coming up in fear. So fear is very common uh, emotion during the practice. And so the whole point is to, sorry, I'm just being distracted <laughs> by messages. Um, so fear is basically, um, ugh, sorry. <laughs> so in the practice, uh, there's a lot of emotions coming up and uh, like fear, fear is the, the most common one. Um, 
the, the farther you go, the more you stretch, the more fear you feel. And, you know, when your body starts shaking, uh, when you, you know, as you, when you stretch, it's basically the signal of your, from your nervous system. You panic, your body is kind of panicking and going into the panic mode, your para, parasympathetic nerve, nervous system um, um, uh, activates. And also, you, but when you start breathing, your body starts releasing. You release tension, you, you release trauma, you, le- you release um, uh, underlying beliefs, negative beliefs, stress, um, all the bad conditioning and injuries as well. So, so yoga is is a powerful uh, way of naturally healing yourself, and uh, and it requires a lot of discipline. It requires um, uh, just being com- a lot of commitment, mm-hmm. uh, and it it just makes you so strong from from the inside. Yeah, uh, I love it. So, um, so I totally agree with all of that. I think that's true. Um, I think there's probably a lot more spirituality. I feel like stretching is a lot more natural than um, like stretching in physical poses and kind of uh, calisthenic work is more spiritual and emotional and like unified than for me, for example, where I go to the gym and I like lift a bunch of big weights and try and throw around as much weight as possible and build physique. Like the goal of going to the gym is to get big and healthy and feel strong um, whereas in yoga, it's kind of like a more natural, um, progression of strength where it's, you're focusing on your body and you're not using a whole bunch of external things like weights or you don't have to go to the gym. You can literally do it right after you get out of bed and it's just your body and you and your breathing and like your atmosphere is just you. You're doing yoga. Whereas me, for example, in the gym, my atmosphere is the dude who's sitting on the squat rack doing curls that's pissing me off or the other guy over here like you know it's just it's so different um but even in even in the gym space i still feel like i get that kind of experience when i work really hard and i get to a state where i'm completely exhausted i still feel like i come into myself and i experience some form of like unity between my purpose um, or my emotions and myself. And so I really love that you said that because that just, I feel, uh, I feel totally aligned with that. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Cause you know, yoga practice is, is, is so amazing because it's uh, on a, on a psychological level as well. So it, it really uh, influences and strengthen our brain and our stress response uh, also. So uh, when, if people practice yoga, we, we kind of become much more uh, mentally resilient. Our emotional intelligence increases as well. Because what happens is, so basically less things will can, can piss you off or affect you, or you can definitely handle stressful situations on much higher level. Because what happens is, um, as we know, we live in a crazy, fearful world where people are panic very easily. <laughs> We have a proof now, uh, so they definitely need yoga. <laughs> so <we're happy. laughs> but the, process, the whole process is basically, so when we hold a position um, that is really painful and very uncomfortable, our parasympathetic, uh, so fight or flight, uh, sorry, our sympathetic system uh, activates our fight or flight. And basically this, this is connected to our emotion, emotional uh, part of our brain. 
So uh, basically, the it releases our cortisol, adrenaline, and so on. But mm -hmm. when we breathe and keep holding that position and go through that panic, basically, instead of breathing, uh, our logical, our prefrontal cortex, cortex, the front, uh, the front of our brain, basically activates. Is our logical thinking and start overpowering our emotional brain. I think it's called amygdala, amygdala, amygdala. and um, our sympathetic system starts, you know, and it start, uh, starts shutting down a sympathetic response, and our body starts relaxing. And so eventually, when we practice on a regular basis, uh, when so we kind of we the the pre, our prefrontal cortex starts become it's like a muscle basically. So the stress response uh, from our body becomes uh, more natural basically, and our the logical part mm -hmm. of our brain, prefrontal cortex, our consciousness becomes stronger and better. So next time when we come across um, a shitty situa situation, a stressful situation, something traumatic. Uh, we, we, we can respond much better right. to that. So it's not only physical stuff, it's also deep psychological work. Um, obviously, if it's done uh, regularly, which is almost every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's so cool. That actually, that reminds me of something that I teach in my program, which is training yourself to become reactive, but your reactions are a good thing. Like we're raised, we're almost uh, indoctrinated in a sense to be defensive when something comes at us, to be, um, we, we get vulnerable and resistance towards like pain or towards other people. And our reaction is to get angry or upset or whatever these things are that are negative responses. And so what I teach my program is how to change from those being negative responses to practice good response so much that that becomes your reaction that instead of getting angry at somebody, your response is to acknowledge where they're coming from and then be able to let it go. And so you don't react negatively, you react positively, which sounds a lot like what you're doing when you're talking about yoga. Yeah, so you can basically practice that even through different yoga poses. So you, maybe you can add it into your program. So just, just you know, holding uh, a an uncomfortable, stressful position like th that is not comfortable. <laughs> And just breathe through it and just tell your nervous system, tell yourself that everything is okay. Eventually, you just let go. And, um, you know, the, the, the prefrontal cortex really becomes much, much better, much stronger. And, um, yeah, it, it's such a useful, uh, it's such a useful uh, quality that we can have, especially now. Yeah. And as people are so angry and they react in, in ridiculous, very immature ways to, to silly things. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's uh, that gets me so geeked. I'm so excited about that. Um, no, you have it. Yeah. Uh, you said letting go, and that just in general is like the entire purpose. I feel of life is like letting go is how we get rid of the whole ego thing. Cause ego is just like all about control, all about how do I feel good, how do I look good, how do I all these things how do I get stuff essentially? And letting go is kind of in some form um, the only way to really give up um, the need to have things or I guess the control. Yeah. Letting go instead of control is the ultimate goal, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, letting go is so powerful and um, it, it requires practice and acceptance and and a lot of people are so, um, you know, rigid and they hold on to so much stuff from the past and, you know, small things that they, they don't really want, want to let go and, you know, forgive, you know, for silly things and that's what really holds them back. Even let, let, like letting go of, of our belief system that we have because it's, it's very limiting mm-hmm. uh, li- limiting belief system especially we can see now again I'm just going to relate to what is happening now people do not believe that they are powerful people do not believe that they have uh, healing abilities people don't believe that they are strong enough to, to, to deal with that silly virus and, uh, and even letting go of this you know limiting negative self-doubt is, is can be such a powerful thing mm. and ego <laughs> is really conditioned to exactly to keep us safe and secure and play small so letting go is not allowed <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the the belief too like um the amount of times that i've done yoga i could probably count uh myself maybe like 20 times or something like that um every every time i've done it though it's been so good and i'm like wow i really got to do this more often because it's like it's just me doing stretching but on like another level where i'm like the stretch is the workout um rather than i stretch after i'm done lifting for like 10 or 15 20 minutes sometimes um but that's the entire thing is when you're doing that stretch you believe that you've hit like the highest level of that stretch and so you stop and then there's the fear and then you push a little bit past that and you get to the next spot. It's like more fear and like what you were saying, more shaking and like almost jittery, like, Oh my gosh, I'm past my normal limit. And then once you break down that and you get a little bit farther, then you get kind of into this place of like bliss where you've actually let go, where you've actually gotten past that barrier and that discomfort. And you really, really, just trust that your body's going to be okay. And that, oh my God, that's the most rewarding thing um, by far. Out of all my 20 times doing yoga experience. Um, <laughs> but that point, that's like, it's well worth doing all of the work just to get to that point of like blissful letting go. It's so much better. Uh, yeah, and it, it's, as you said, it's so worth it because yoga practice of yoga is exactly what you said. It's about... Uh, learning that ability to to not to be scared to let go and just trust uh, your body that it will heal and it will become stronger because that's exactly what is happening so when you when you are stretching and when you feel this uh, uh, the shaking so what happens is your your body is releasing pain and suffering so basically it's creating space um and you know being confident to, to do it and just to breathe through it is so amazing. But it's, what's very important is because it's, it's a little, it can be dangerous as well. Uh, so w- with yoga, uh, the basic uh, rule is that we do not stretch for the sake of stretching. So uh, when someone is practicing yoga or if you ever stretch after gym or before gym, I can highly recommend you to, uh, to do it from a kind of centered point of view of view not for the sake of physical stretching so for example if i ask someone stretch your arm like this um, people usually just just stretch it from here 
to there. <laughs> but in yoga, uh, this is that's not how it's supposed to be done. So yoga should never be done from ego point of view, but it should be done from a heart point of view. So what we do is we just kind of create a center, a line in in the center of our body, and that's and we kind of stretch from within out basically so for example when you stretch your arm you kind of stretching from here from your heart you're just imagining and you're just stretching all the way here to the thing uh, to the you know tips of your fingers and kind of you're just imagining it so it's kind of imaginary game as well when you stretch and it makes hell of a difference you kind of stretch because um, otherwise you can overstretch your joints you can you can damage your body you can tear muscles tissues um so it, it's it's it can be dangerous so it's important that you know when when someone is stretching it, it's kind of some it's stretching from like kind of centered heart-based uh, place and and, it, and you can feel the energy of stretching and you're kind of breathing through it. Uh, it makes all the difference. You can, you can try just simply stretch, but if you stretch it uh, by first connecting with yourself, with your center, just imagine where is the center of your body, the stretch feels completely different. And you can, um, and the point is to not to push too much, but just to kind of be, um, obviously feel how you know how far you can go and um, when you connected when you're centered when you're stretched uh, everything changes <laughs> basically and it's important that you don't do it in front of the mirror because when you do it in front of the mirror you are um, you are engaging ego basically into it and you know when you stretch ego has nothing to do the whole point is just to believe and feel uh, this, the stretch that you're doing is empowering you and it's releasing what, you know, what doesn't serve you. Basically, hmm. I don't really understand <laughs> if it makes sense to you. Uh, uh, it makes sense, but I don't know how it makes sense to me. Like when you're talking about stretching from the heart, I, it makes sense to not be, because just doing this is like purely physical. I'm just trying to get a physical stretch. So it makes sense to focus on it not being purely physical and kind of centering yourself. Um, but it also, I mean, it, it's a very confusing thing to say, because how am I, just by thinking about my heart, how am I stretching my arm more? But not your physical heart, just like kind of um, your inner self. So when you close your eyes, as soon as you close your eyes, your, your attention go, goes within. So basically you can feel yourself from the inside. That's the easiest way I can explain it. So basically, when you close your eyes and stretch, and you you kind of consciously connect with your with your your core, uh, it's called shushumna in uh, in uh, ancient um, in the Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling is completely different. The, the stretch takes on completely. It has completely different meaning, and it's much more empowering than it's just a physical stretch. It's, it, it stretches you, your body on, on many different levels, not only physical, which can be dangerous. Um, and it feels, in a, t t to me, it, it just feels different. And that is how ancient yogis are, are teaching uh, the students, the, basically the dis disciples to stretch. Mm. Not just physical, normal stretch, but just... Uh, find like inner core 
with, within yourself. Like find your center. That sounds there. That sounds way more unified than um, <laughs> just going and stretching. But I also I also agree um, with you talking about doing it in the mirror versus like looking at it. I'll I, I'll get caught up when I'm at the gym looking at the mirror because I want to make sure that I have the right form or this and that. Um, but in reality, I should be able to do the form without looking because it's my muscles. It's the things that are in my body that I can feel working. I should be able to just focus on that and be able to do probably much more effective form than looking in the mirror, for example. Um, but I think that also comes from like after you have some experience, because maybe like I didn't know that I hunched over for the longest time until I saw myself in a mirror at the gym and I was like, oh, I hunch over a lot. I didn't know that I needed to stretch, right? Um, so I think at, at, after being, well, when you're an amateur, you may not know the things that you have to do in order to achieve, you know, being skilled or very effective at yoga or lifting. Um, but after a period of time of maybe using the mirrors, maybe using like these training wheels here and there, like using a mirror or having a teacher or an instructor or whatever it is, I think those can all be really useful to at least start you off in the direction um, before you just trust and feel it. Cause I, I think, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I might, um, if I did yoga without using a mirror now, I don't think I have the skill to be super effective with it, or it might take me longer to learn how to be super effective with it. Of course you do. Because the, the whole point is that you, uh, it's um, like you, Every time before you work out, I don't know if you do that, do you set intention that you're gonna work out and you kind of have vision for, for the workout or you just go and do it, basically? What's your, uh, do you have like a process or you just, it's There's just a part process, of your yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I usually <laughs> write out my workout and envision how it's gonna go and uh, I actually usually envision how hard I'm gonna work to get myself like excited to do that, you know? Yeah, and so it's the same with yoga. So you kind of, uh, you always have to have an intention for yoga. And very important thing is before yoga, you, you just have to uh, go within. It's the whole point of yoga practice, um, so I, I would call it yogasana because, uh, yogasana, because basically yoga is, is not what people think it is in a, in a, in a true meaning of it. So basically yoga, as I said, it means unity basically. And yogasana is just one part of, of yoga. So I'm just going to explain quickly what that means. So basically uh, asana uh, in Sanskrit means comfortable seat. And through yogis, basically they, they go through different principles, different levels when they have some ethical rules, some set behaviors, scriptures, um, they have reading uh, exercises like pranayama. Yogasana is just one uh, basically part of, of yogic lifestyle. And that is what people think yoga is. Um, so basically the set of different asanas. So asana in today's world means uh, position or pose. But in Sanskrit, it means comfortable seat. So basically, so the whole purpose of yoga, yogasana, uh, was to prepare our body to sit in uncomfortable position, like in meditation for a long extended period of time. So if our body is in a very weak uh, state, um, 
uh, the yogi could not sit for like two or three hours in stillness and meditate. So that was that was the true reason why yoga yogasana was created. So basically, just to strengthen our physical body through different uh, positions, so they can sit in meditation for a long time and that's basically at the end uh, you can reach enlightenment and then blissful state of mind but you can only do that if, if your body is strong and healthy and flexible Interesting. so yeah it, it's it's amazing and you know it's it, it's um it's 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 a shame that western world doesn't don't realize the true meaning behind it and they just say yoga and go to yoga studios and no one actually, none of the instructors that I know of or heard of actually expl explains that. They just do the routines <laughs> without being actually conscious how powerful uh, the practice can be. But basically I was starting to talk that, you know, it's important to go within. So when you exercise and when you said that you are hunting, when you were lifting, so it's indication that you are in your mind basically you were not connected with your body so so you kind of lost control and your body went into um a egoic to, to kind of uh, unconscious programming position uh, so when someone is practicing yoga or yogasana the whole point is just to stay within stay conscious of yourself so when you're conscious you, you everything that you do is, is 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 doing consciously you never like go ahead go daydreaming uh, you know fantasizing the whole point is just to stay within and breathe through and learn through and release basically hmm okay I will take that into mind I need to uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do get caught up um, thinking a lot, but maybe I'm not totally in alignment with my physical self. Um, so that's good. Thank you. See, this is uh, therapy sessions with Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's super useful because huh? everyone, it's very common. Everyone does it because people are addicted to thinking and that that is where meditation is, is very useful. <laughs> Especially me. I get caught up in thoughts a lot. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to think for an hour straight before I can let myself go back to sleep. So, um, have <laughs> so you tried journaling? What's that? Have you tried journaling? I do journal. Um, yeah, that that's helped a lot. I usually read to solve it. Um, but I want to be... I've been trying to allow myself when I wake up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. to let the thoughts come up and to not let them overwhelm me because oftentimes they're like, oh, I've got so much to do tomorrow. I've got work. I've got this. I'm doing a video on this. And it just, um, it becomes almost obsessive with the things that I'm working on because I want everything to be perfect, um, which is why this video is great because we didn't do a lot of prep for it and we're just kind of letting it flow freely, um, which is really good and healthy for me, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that I try to allow myself to have that process. If it's 2 a.m., that's fine. If I don't wake up, that's great. Um, but also not being frustrated by the fact that I woke up for an hour in the middle of the night. Um, 
and just letting myself be in it and breathe through it, sometimes meditate, that sort of thing. Is you, does that not happen to you? Do you sleep perfectly every single night? <laughs> you know what? What you just said is, is so amazing because, of course, I, I do have that problems as well. And I do become anxious about time and not having enough time to do things. And it's a great uh, thing that you mentioned that because it's a lot of people have that problem, especially now when we're so busy with everything. It's like running around, being over, overwhelmed and frustrated with what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yes, it, uh, so it, it doesn't happen to me uh, during night, but it happens. It used to happen to me in the morning as soon as I woke up. I was taking my phone and I was like, ah, going into panic mode. (laughs) (laughs) I developed a a morning routine, basically. And now I'm very peaceful throughout the day. Sometimes, obviously, there kicks in, depending how much I have on my plate. But yoga, again, yoga. So before I get up, I, I meditate for one hour at least. And then I do yoga for at least half an hour, 40 minutes. And that calms me down completely. And just I just become a different person because when I do yoga when I meditate I have to stay in control on my over my thoughts and kind of realign myself and connect with you know with powerful side of myself because I know what is my vision what I want to do I want to be become a great leader and a great role model and and I have to be able to handle a lot of situation and emotions and you know whatever experiences that come my way and if I can get if I get stressed over you know 20 things that I have to do that is not good so I'm kind of uh, I'm learning how to handle this through yoga and meditation it's it's the best practice and I highly recommend you you can start it as well because I can see the difference in me the more I do the more the, the the more the practice can help me to handle this. And I sleep so much better now. And it's I wake up in the morning and I'm looking forward to, to meditating because I know it makes me feel so powerful and amazing and, and calm. And I love it, basically. Okay, so let's, um, what is the name of your practice? I know you were telling me there was a lot of different yoga practices. Um, what kind of separates yours from the other ones? What makes yours unique? Um, so I studied different types of yogas. Um, uh, the, the most ancient one is Hatha Yoga and Ashtanga. They're just different styles. Uh, hmm. So Hatha Yoga, these are probably, you probably heard about it. Have you heard Hatha before? Yeah. So this one is uh, is coming from some the most ancient teachings where Hatha means uh, Ha means Sun, Ta means uh, Moon. So it's about uh, masculine and feminine energy within yourself and rebalancing it, basically. Okay. Um, and Ashtanga it means Ashta means eight, um, basically, and it's just eight limbs of yoga. So. When I mentioned before that there are different yogasana, pranayama, meditation, samadhi, all these different, there are different stages basically in Ashtanga, uh, where the whole point and result of Ashtanga is enlightenment. And, and yogasana is one of the stages, I think it's stage number four or five. 
basically of, of the yogic styles. So I do practice a mixture of them, but at the moment after practicing all night, after nine years, I kind of learn the different positions and, and I do it only by myself. I hate classes. I do not go to, to any classes because <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's a very individual practice for me. Uh, I always do it at, at um, I always have to do it at a class because I don't know what I'm doing. I know like five postures, so I have to do it at a class. Uh, but you're saying you hate classes. Why? Oh, because uh, it's I don't I don't think it's right. So it's it's very important. So when you do it on your own, when you learn, basically. So first you just have to learn, and, and I I learn about yoga through reading, reading books. This is one of the most amazing books, uh, and this guy, Iyengar, is is a wonderful enlightened teacher, and just of YouTube. So now when I have the knowledge of different um, positions. Um, I can just do it at my own pace. I can connect, I can feel how much, how long do I have to hold it. I, I have different transitions. I developed a, a routine in the morning, which is to my level. And I challenge my body every single day in the morning for about 40 minutes. And I don't need to work out. So it's a stretching, uh, uh, it's a strength exercise, and it's just waking up my body uh, straight away in the morning. So um, it's a mixture of everything. It's a workout, and it's a stretching, and it, it's just everything. And it's uh, super powerful. So now I kind of combined it because of the knowledge that I have. I know basically what, I, what my body needs, and I kind of do it intuitively, which is, which is amazing. And then in the evening, there's a yoga developed uh, uh, by, I forgot his name, it's called yin yoga. So have you heard of uh, traditional Chinese medicine? Yeah. And marine? Yeah. So basically, uh, this guy combined uh, traditional Chinese medicine and the, the, um, the knowledge of meridians, basically energy pathways in our body with yoga. And he created a yoga, basically yoga, uh, that, the clear, that clears and unblocks the energy pathways in our body which is incredibly powerful. And the whole point is just to hold one position for longer than two minutes, I think, because that, that's when the, the miracle happens. So connect tissues <laughs> that uh, obviously protects every, like muscles in our bodies, our bones and everything, gets very rigid and very stiff. And when we do yin yoga, it becomes more flexible and it's more stretchy. So obviously our muscles can grow, it's, it's more stronger, obviously, it's, our body is just better, and it can absorb more, more nutrients as well. So um, how is yin yoga different? Is yin yoga your practice, or is yours different oh. than yin yoga? No, no, so my practice, I do it in the morning, just my own routine that I developed, and I do yin yoga in the evening, basically, just to calm down, because yin, yin is very peaceful uh, where the practice that you I do in the morning is very active it's it's waking up my body it's just you know you know making it stronger and better and more healthy and more flexible where at night uh, I practice yin yoga which is this Paul Gibler I think was his name I don't remember exactly 
where he developed this practice himself. Uh, he was a martial artist and uh, he, I think he met with this yogic teacher, with this woman, and they kind of exchanged the knowledge and created this unique style uh, to, to basically to, um, to unblock the meridians, the energy flow in the body. And it's very peaceful and calming. And so when I go to sleep, my body is so relaxed that I just fall asleep in like 30 seconds. And because it, it feels so light, <laughs> and I have no thoughts, nothing in my in my mind, so it's it's uh, it's it's a great routine, and I highly recommend it to anyone. Okay. Going to sleep with a peaceful, empty mind is the best. <laughs> yeah, you're getting me excited about it. I'm gonna try it tonight. Actually, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a look at what Yin Yoga practice looks like and do one of those practices tonight. Because I don't fall asleep in 30 seconds. I usually spend like. <laughs> 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's also, I think, because in Hawaii, it's uh, the weather, uh, it's a little hot at night here. So that's also a little bit of a distraction from going to sleep. Um, but yeah, I love, I love what you're putting down. I would like to, um, on some level, create like a routine that would involve yoga and weightlifting. Um, maybe in like 30 minutes of weights and 30 minutes of stretching. Uh, so if you were going to suggest, what is the, for like somebody starting out for me, what are the most important uh, joints to stretch out or muscles to work on or maybe postures, somebody who doesn't know what they're doing in yoga, what's the most important thing to get started with? Uh, so, so the most important uh, thing to remember of is, being in your body being conscious of your body and remember to stay in control of the thoughts second uh to remember about breathing i'm sure you teach that uh, your students mm -hmm. when you work out whatever you do breath is so important and so powerful to not just to when you're standing there like just forget to breathe that's just the worst thing you can do because obviously you create more tension in your body mm -hmm. And then the, the most important part I would say to focus on is uh, part of the body is hips and stretching hips every day because hips are the most um, undervalued <laughs> parts of our body and that's where we hold the most, most tension and because we sit down, most of the people have sitting uh, lifestyle and through that, you know, bending and sitting and stressing and crossing our legs. Uh, we, we block the flow of the, of the fluids, the blood, nerves, and energy, everything basically just gets clogged up. So just uh, focusing on stretching hips every day is very important. And obviously, this is our sex organ as well. So it's our hormonal system. So it's important to just to keep it flowy and open and fresh because <laughs> we're going to live longer. And uh, <laughs> I'm not editing that yeah. out. <laughs> it's connected. It's connected to our health, definitely, especially like for men and women. You know, cause as men and women get older, obviously they think they have to go through menopause, or or people or men maybe they lose uh, control over the erection and get prostate cancer so it's all important to keep it nice and flowy and healthy <laughs> and the muscle the most important one is obviously core 100 percent 
core muscles is the base and keeping our spine as strong as possible. Uh, some, a lot of doctors, like functional med medicine doctors say that our age, it, it's not, uh, it has nothing to do with time and years that we have been living, but it's the flexibility of our spine that matters. So the, the more, yes, so the more people uh, get older, the less flexibility they have in the spine. And that's what holds our body together. So making sure that the spine is nice and flexible and it's strong and we can bend in different ways, it, it's fine. Even 70 year old woman or a man can, can increase that flexibility through, uh, through stretching. Okay. And obviously strength exercises. And what? Strength. Just strengthening the core. And, you know, a lot of yogic po poses are specific, specifically created for core uh, stability and strength. Okay. So we've got hips, <laughs> we've got spine, we've got core, we've got breathing, and we've got... Um, being conscious of your thoughts and being in uh, the body. Yeah. Being in the body kind of conscious of the thoughts. Okay. That's good. That's really useful. And when you said hips, I just started laughing because it's like the most difficult thing for me to do is every single day I try and stretch my hips, but they're so like locked up and tight. So I spend 80% of my stretching just on my hips and then the other 20% on all the other stuff as well. Um, so that's really funny that you say that because that's so difficult and I need it to squat. I need it to deadlifts I needed to you know do core all of that stuff is so important um so yeah I think I'll, I'll focus even more on it uh it does get stressful though when you when I stretch it there's a lot of emotions that come up <laughs> exactly and that's why you should do it every day and everyone because it's so amazing you you just because your hip uh, area is the center of the movement as well so that's where the movement is created so when, when you walk, whatever you do, when you do deadlifts, when you walk on the stairs, when you exercise, uh, when there is no uh, this stagnant energy trapped in your, in your hips, it's going to be so much easier and lighter to move. It's, it's life-changing. Okay. All right. Well, that is good, good stuff. Um, we're coming to the end of our time here. Do we want to say goodbye? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you everyone for listening and watching and I really hope that you learned, learned something amazing and when you stretch next time, when you if you're considering yoga, please do it from your heart, from your core, just find it, close your eyes and just don't do just silly stretches, do it from your inner side, from your inner self. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Nadia. Um, what is your, if people want to find you, what is your, do you have social media? What's the thing? Uh, yeah, so uh, the, the best way to contact me to get in touch is uh, just on Facebook, uh, Nadia Dubiel on Facebook, and just send me a message, connect, uh, send me a friend request, ask any questions, except how are you? I really hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> just be direct. <laughs> Say, hi, Nadia. Uh, Nice to see your interview. Can you tell me this, this, and that? Whatever. Just be direct. I'm Eastern European. It's all good. <laughs> then this info, informal, how are you, stuff. <laughs> and that's it. 
Okay. Thanks, Nadia. I loved I loved everything you had to say. I really appreciate you coming on here. Um, 